Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Good morning and welcome into Spotlight on Maryland. I am this morning's host, Liz Drabeck. Today, we are going to talk to and about the Baltimore Leadership School for Young Women. Joining me to do that is the school's Director of Development, Carrie Stickle. Carrie, good morning. How are you? Hi, good morning, Liz. I'm doing very well, thanks. How are you? I'm great. We are delighted to have you this morning. Let's start by you telling me, what is the Baltimore Leadership School for Young Women? Of course. Well, thank you so much for having us and for this opportunity. So the Baltimore Leadership School for Young Women, and we refer to it as BLIS for short. Um, So when I do that, you'll know what it is. We are an all-girls college preparatory public charter school and we serve the young women in grades 6 through 12 of Baltimore City. And we're located right in the heart of the city um, in Mount Vernon. So right beside the Enoch Pratt main branch of the library. Oh, you're right there. I had no idea. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Right on Franklin and Park. Yeah. I've there. been jogging by you for years and didn't know. Next time I'll wave. <laughs> yes, please. Tell me a little bit about who's eligible for Bliss, how they get into Bliss, and what is the Bliss way? Oh, absolutely. So... Um, girls eligible are any basically any girl in the Baltimore City uh, region. So any girl who is in public school or is you know wants to be in public school for sixth through twelfth grade. So we we have rising um, you know fifth graders coming in and, and and applying, and the process is a lottery. So girls in fifth grade who will be eligible to be promoted to sixth grade and who live in Baltimore City can um, enter the lottery, and that. We, we do have an admissions director who goes to schools, elementary schools throughout the city in the fall and uh, winter, and then the lottery takes place in February. So basically, girls who are interested are those who want academic rigor, who want the college preparatory process we offer, which is both the academic piece, but also a lot of work around preparing them for college, getting them to understand um, that, you know, they're on that path already in sixth grade. Ideally, girls will come in sixth and stay through 12th grade. So the program we have is really a seven-year program created uh, to keep the girls in school and to walk them through sixth through 12th grade. Um, and also, of course, a girl who wants single-sex education. So, uh, of course, we're all, the school is for young women, as, as we say in the name. So it's girls in those grades. And Basically, the bliss way is that we continually remind the girls that we're preparing them for success in college and in life, but to be leaders in their community. So we do that by creating a strong school culture 
um, both in our teaching practices, but also in other, just the entire school culture that will nurture the development of the whole young woman. So not just as a student, but as um, a whole person, so that they are physically, mentally, emotionally, and academically ready to, to graduate, to go on to college, and then to be leaders wherever they are in whatever stage of their life, but certainly after they graduate and are entering the workforce, for example. Um, uh, oh, sorry. Out of curiosity, how big is a class or a grade, rather? Oh, sure. That's a good question. We The school, we have the capacity to have 540 girls enrolled in all the classes, and the class sizes vary. So that can just depend on how big the incoming sixth grade class is, for example. So I think our largest class right now has a little over 100, like 110 girls in it. And our smaller classes are probably close, closer to 50. So the average is, is right there in the middle. We have a range in that range, with, with the 110 being a bit of an outlier. And when was your school specifically founded? Yes, we were founded in 20, um, 2008 and then opened with the first sixth grade class in 2009. So we actually opened with one class. So we were in another high school for a year before we, before we moved into our building. So we've been in our building um, for the majority of the time we've had the school open. But it's, we've only been um, educating girls for 12 years now. And we have uh, six years of graduates. So our founding class graduated in 2016. And and the hallmark of the school really is that eight, 100% of our graduating seniors are accepted into the college of their choice. Oh, my. That's remarkable. Yeah. Um, I have uh, so many questions about that. But I want to go back even a little bit further. You guys are a branch modeled after the initial school founded in Harlem. Is that right? That's correct. Yes. We're part of the... A student leadership network, as it's called now. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they've been around, I think, 25 years. Oh, so tell me about, so let's say, let's go with the class of 2016. They started out fresh. And what is, walk me through like a typical student's experience. I know it's a lot of years to cover, but just sort of <laughs> a, a garden variety student. What what What's their life with your school like? So, um I used to drive by the building. You said you run by it. I used to uh, drive by the building on my commute into work, and I remember seeing all the girls in their uniforms excited and running across the street and, you know, waiting to cross at the light. So I would say, but that's a, and I mentioned that because I think there is a lot of excitement and joy and purpose just in how the girls get, you know, enter the school building and also the uniforms are, are really critical. So you see our girls around town in their uniforms. So, we instill a lot of pride, I think, through those ways, pride in uh, where they are attending, pride in self. They look good. They come in. They're ready to learn. Um, so that's that's kind of the, the beginning, I would say. And if you ask girls, and I've heard a lot of different people ask our students what they love most about Bliss, and they'll say the sisterhood. So they have a, they've got great opportunity to get to know each other, of course, um, certainly in their grades and, and in other grades, but they, they really rely on, depend on, and and circle around each other. So I would say that that, that helps inform the experience. Um, as far as the college piece, when it comes in, so we, we start that in sixth grade. Oh, wow. So actually, yeah, we have a, we have a lot of videos on our website. We have an annual breakfast, which I know we'll talk about a little later, um, where we always showcase what's going on in the school with a video. And so you can actually see um, a video we did a few years ago with our founding Destination College um, director, Paula Dofat. She did, uh, where she shows she has sixth graders dream about where they might go to school, 
dream about the kind of career they want. And then she walks them um, over to, I believe it's University of Baltimore in the video, but that's one of the, the local universities we have a partnership with to visit classrooms. To see oh, what well, it's yeah, like to and it's right there. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, so we start in sixth grade telling them, you're leaders, you can, we want you to dream big, we're going to help you achieve those dreams. Um, and, and so, you know, the sixth grade class, so what we did... I think that it's also important to note that, you know, everything we did was very measured and planned. And, you know, we started with the sixth grade class. The next year they added a new sixth grade class. So we have six and seven. So they built the school from the ground up so that we really could be addressing girls by name and need so that we know the girls, we know what they need. We're getting them through um, the process because we know that just academics isn't enough, especially in Baltimore City, the realities of of city living, um, you know, lots of lots of things can happen. So we want to be sure we can also nurture these girls so that they're able to learn and focus in school and continue to walk that path toward graduation from high school and um, entry and then graduation from college. How key is parental involvement? Uh, very key. That's a great question. We have we have both parents involved and families, so it can depend on who is. Um, you know, who's responsible for the, for the girls. And we also have something that we have a, um, a family university is what we call it. So we have a school life coordinator who uh, runs programming for parents to get them involved in what the college process is like and what we'd like from them and their involvement during the school year, what, what they can expect with testing or different things that are happening during the school year. So we really want um, parents to, to be involved because we know that's key to, to reinforcing the message at home and making sure the girls are at school on time and have what they need. And also we have a lot of girls who are first generation college students. So it's, it's scary for the parents to send their, to send their child across town or across the country somewhere in college. And so we want them to come along on that journey too, that um, education piece for them. So we do, we do have a focus on involving them so they can, they can help, help in this journey overall, create a holistic approach. I love what you said about getting them involved in their college ideas in the sixth grade and how they visualized what they wanted. Because I know for me, like I chose a destination and then kind of went from there. Like I knew, you know, what state I wanted to be in and and I was going to figure the rest out later. Um, Can you elaborate more on Destination College, that program? Sure, absolutely. So um, there are a couple of different focuses of it. I mean, obviously, one is getting the girls in college. And as I mentioned, we start them in sixth grade thinking about it, planning for it, you know, having it on their mind. Um, we don't want them to go to co- – we want them to get into the school where they want to go and, the, and the, the best school they can get into. But we're also mindful that, that, that money is an object. So our destination college staff will work with the girls and the families. There's a lot of work with the families about FAFSA forms. Um, you know, applying for the aid that they qualify for and getting the most they can um, from the school, scholarships, aid, grants, et cetera. Obviously, there are loans involved, but but we want that to be the last piece of the puzzle. So we that that is a lot of family involvement up front. And the, the college counselor will meet with each girl and family individually. So it is really a very personalized, hands-on experience. And typically the senior classes in the past couple of years have ranged from 50 to 60, 65 girls. So that's, that, you know, that's meetings individually for each one of them. Then 
also part of Destination College is an alumni success piece. So we pledge to stay connected with the girls for five years after they graduate from Bliss um, because we know that we know we can't just launch them even though we've prepared them well (laughs) and hope that everything works out. (laughs) So we have some one person who works on um, keeping in touch with the girls, like being connected with them at their school, being on the road at times. You know, obviously that didn't happen this past year with the pandemic, but that has been part of the program in previous years. Um, She keeps tabs on even... Uh, you know, if she gets permission from the girls, like their records, are you attending class? You know, what's going on? We, I noticed you haven't been attending class. So we, we try to get as, we try to get, be as involved as, as we can be while teaching, you know, helping these girls to, to be independent. But there are some times when we've had girls who, um, well, last year in the, or March 2020, I guess I'll say in the pandemic, when college campuses shut down, we were able to help some of the girls get home. So whether it was helping them navigate, purchasing a plane ticket, um, helping them make make sure they had boxes and and the uh, containers to put their stuff in and pack it up and bring it home. But, you know, w- whatever it was, we helped them with that. Um, I mean, we did help them with that in that instance. That's not a typical thing, but yeah, that we have. Um, you know, statistically speaking, for people in general attending college and and how many graduate in um, four years. You know, statistics obviously aren't 100%, but we're really working hard so that we can get, we can make sure that at least 75% of our girls finish in four years. So that program helps to keep tabs on that and um, make sure that the girls are are able to sustain their college career and graduate. That is a tremendous amount of support, like aftercare for for high school, because it's easy to get lost in college, you know, especially if you're not close to home or you're a first generation college student. Let's go backwards a little bit. And I'm sure this applies once they get to college, too. But tell me about Elevate the Whole Girl. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So Elevate the Whole Girl comes out of this um, overall feeling or overall approach to education, which is um, making sure that you're teaching the girls you have in the classroom. So we are 97% of our student population identifies as African-American. So we know that that's not, um, you know, that, that it, they have different needs and they've been granted different opportunities than maybe kids in other parts of the state and other parts of the country and other households. So um, Elevate the Whole Girl is a, a series of workshops that if one of one of the former principals, of Bliss, and she was also, she worked for the Student Leadership Network Schools in New York. Um, she understands the model that we're operating under, that these schools operate under, and is realizing it's, it's about access, making, our, making sure our girls and our student population has access to what they need to be successful academically. So a piece of that is understanding that um, our population has experienced trauma, for example. So the trauma in their lives you know, they come to the classroom and they're just not able to really focus on what the teacher's doing. So she's teaching other educators and she's been in 30 schools across the state in these Elevating the Whole Girl workshops, how to reach the population that they're not really, um, they might not be teaching to, or when they learned in college how to teach, it wasn't about, it wasn't focused on the girls who were teaching. Um, so she's taught these workshops, and this has been the first year for it. She's now she's not a principal with us anymore. She's now a consultant, um, and now the feedback we're getting is 
teachers are blown away by by the approach. And it's, you know, it's not like um, it's not like a whole new way of doing things. It's just making some shifts and changes and making sure that you're reaching the students who you're teaching. They love it. They're making changes in their classrooms. It's spreading, you know, throughout the schools. It's pretty incredible. And then we're, we'll be holding a conference late this fall, likely early November. We're figuring out um, space because of all the issues with the pandemic. But um, so, so if, as a follow-up to that. So this is kind of the beginning of all of that work to elevate, elevate the whole girl, changing the narrative from saying that our girls need to find their voices to saying, no, they've got their voices. We need to help them develop and just speak up louder. Oh, what a distinction to make. This is Spotlight on Maryland. I am Liz Drabeck, joined by Carrie Stickle, Director of Development for Baltimore Leadership School for Young Women, or as we are affectionately calling it, Bliss. So take me back to March 2020. What did life become like for you and Bliss? Yeah. So the last day of in-person instruction was March 12th, which was a Thursday. I actually wasn't at Bliss at the time. I, I started during the pandemic a few months later. Oh, you but love, I know you that, love a challenge. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Why not? Um, but but from what I've you know talked about with my uh, the staff there is. I think there was testing or something on Friday, and so they were off. And so everyone left Thursday and said, see you Monday. Um, and, of course, that didn't happen. So we, Baltimore City Schools um, basically were virtual through March 2021. So in the time that we were 100% virtual, the spring, of course, for everybody was such a pivot to, oh, my gosh, we're teaching online now. Do we even have the materials we need? So one of the things I want to highlight about Bliss is we have an an incredible community of supporters, starting with our board, but expanding out to community supporters and and donors. And so we had a board member say, we're going to need to start fundraising because these girls need the the devices to connect, to be in school. They don't all have reliable Wi-Fi. They don't all have a computer or a laptop. You know, they might be on their phone or on mom's or, you know, so what? We were scrambling like everybody was in March 2020 to make that big shift. And the district and other resources provided computers, but we knew it wouldn't be enough um, to cover everything we needed for for our population. So that summer, we had a campaign, uh, Laptops for Learning. And um, I think, I don't know if it was this affiliate, or there, was a, there was a news story on it last September, and we were distributing devices. But we were able to get a device into the hands of every girl um, who needed it. Oh, wow. Yeah, and that really, really was a lot due to the generosity of our our community. So we also provided hotspots to some families who didn't have reliable internet connection. This year, actually, we received a grant from AT&T for 100 more hotspots. So we've got coverage for this school year, too, for when we need it, for the girls who need to be able to be online. Um, at home for various reasons. Um, so really it was a big, the big pivot was getting everything online, but also making sure our students had what they needed to participate in school. And I, I have to say it was so impressive to watch the teachers and the administration make all these changes. We have something that um, if people have seen the M&T commercial that came out, I guess uh, early 2020, they'll see something we have called Harambe. It's like a whole school assembly. It gets everyone excited at the beginning of the year, at the beginning of the day, sorry, um, to, to be in school. You know, it just kind of pumps everyone up to have a good day. 
they transferred that to virtual. You know, the, I just was so impressed with my um, colleagues who, who took all that energy and translated online as best they could to get girls pumped up to be in school and, um, you know, connected to their classes and learning. That is unbelievably impressive because I know as, you know, debates rage over, you know, the varying stages of the pandemic we've been in and are in, I think what often gets overlooked is the infrastructure, you know, providing reliable Wi-Fi to these families, getting laptops in these kids' hands, because the stress of those things needs to be alleviated for those kids to be able to concentrate on school. Yes, right, exactly. The pandemic has added a whole new level of barriers. Um, and so then all of a sudden schools you know, us included, but certainly everyone has to figure out how to get around those barriers and work around them. So, right. Yeah, and routines definitely. are completely shaken up. And all of a sudden, you know, parents that were at work have to adjust, you know, their schedules, their lives. Yes, exactly. So how are you bouncing exactly. back now? Because it seems like a really transitional period, at least here in Baltimore. Yeah. So we were able to have some small learning pods come back in March. And I think that from just my own personal experience, uh, I mentioned that I, I started at Bliss during the pandemic last, uh, almost a year ago, last summer. Um, and prior to that, the, where I was working, we come back in June. And what I've noticed is, is, is two things. One, people who have been online, like to make the transition from virtual work to in-person work takes a lot of thought and, pro- and, and like, oh my gosh, what time do I get up in the morning? Yeah, and, and it's a complete disruption. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so I think it's great that we were able to be in person for some of last year because some of that then could happen because we had teachers back in the building, girls back in the building, you know, and of course we had to implement masks and testing and set up classrooms so that they were socially distanced and there were um, protectors around all the desks so that we could so that we could make sure that nobody was getting sick, you know, if someone happened to come in who was sick. And we had no no instances of, um, you know, any community transmissions or anything like that. So everybody was safe. Um, but we had to put protocols in place for that. So there was regular testing. And if, if it happened that a student tested positive or was maybe in a house where someone was positive for COVID, then they would shut down that pod for, you know, so it was still a lot of transition. But it's just the reality of working through all of those, all that new layer um, in this time period. So that was that we ended the last year, the last quarter with, I'm going to roughly estimate like 20-ish girls, 20 to 30 girls back in the building um, for representing the various grades. And then this year, the our Baltimore City Public Schools will be in person. So, of course, figuring out, still having to wear masks still having to be socially distanced and all of those things that are necessary to kind of keep everyone safe. Cause as you said, you know, where are we in the pandemic? There's people are vaccinated, but there also is, um, you know, we're back to masks because there's still a spread in the Delta variant and all this kind of thing. So just keeping the girls safe, of course, and our staff safe. Yeah, and a whole whole new level of uncertainty. Uh, Let's switch to a brighter note. You have your big fundraiser and your annual event coming up in October. What is it? Yes. Well, it's called the Empower Breakfast. Um, This is our eighth Empower Breakfast. So some people in the community have been used to coming to it in the spring. And last year, of course, it was scheduled for the end of March. Oh, of course. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so that didn't happen. Um, And we moved it to the fall where we're keeping it for the foreseeable future. Uh, and to, and uh, went virtual because we knew we wouldn't have capacity to have. Typically, we attract like 500 people in the oh. room. Oh, oh, so, wow! 
Yeah, big event. So we knew we couldn't we knew we, we couldn't have five hundred people gathered together last fall, so or last year at all. So um this year it's coming up on October twenty first, Thursday morning at eight AM. It's lasts for about an hour. It's um last year we had seven hundred people log in to the event. So oh, wow. we are planning for and hoping for another big turnout like that. And so what we do every year is we highlight honorees. So we've got three well, four technically amazing honorees this, this year. We've got two power women, Carla Hayden, who is the Librarian of Congress, who we met when she was um, the head of the Enoch Pratt next door. And oh, that's great. Involved. Yeah, she's been involved with the school from the beginning. Um, retired Senator Barbara Mikulski, who everybody knows, yeah. such a powerhouse. Um, and she actually has been involved with Bliss from the beginning, too. She spoke in 2009. We had our first Founders Day event, and she was a featured speaker then, so she knows the school well. And then uh, we have a power couple, Mark, uh, Patricia and Mark Joseph. So they are local <laughs> um, business people, philanthropists. They've been involved with so much in Baltimore City. They are very keen on education and working with kids, and they've um, Mark is actually a found, still on our board and a founding member of our board, so they've also been involved from the beginning and actually helping to, to us to navigate our founder, Brenda Brown-Reaver, to navigate some of the the process of opening the school, of um, finding the school and making us a charter school. So we were really thrilled to be able to honor these three for the work they've done for Bliss and Baltimore, and especially because they've all been involved with us from the beginning. Where are tickets and how do we get them? Yes. Uh, tickets are online. Uh, you can also email me. So the email address is empower, E-M-P-O-W-E-R, at blsyw.org. The um, online, the website is blsyw.org forward slash empower underscore breakfast. Um and the BLSYW is always important to spell out, but if anyone has questions, of course, they can email uh, me. I'm C Stickle, S-T-I-C-K-E-L, at BLSYW.org as well. Um, so, yeah, it'll be a great morning of honoring the power women, the power couple, and then we always have updates on what's, what's happening at the school and some of the exciting things that happened, particularly last year, and, and what's coming up. It is 100% virtual, Thursday, October 21st, 8 a.m. for an hour. Carrie, as we wind down time-wise, can you quickly tell us other ways to donate? Absolutely. You can go to bliss.org, B-L-S-Y-W.org, and click the Donate Now page. Certainly, you can email me or the Empower email to talk about if you're interested in getting involved as a volunteer. If you'd like to make a gift, um, we can talk about other ways you want to support Bliss. So that would be, that's great. Talking to Carrie Stickle, Director of Development for the Baltimore Leadership School for Young Women. Carrie, thank you so much for your time this morning joining us on Spotlight in Maryland. You can always go to the website that she mentioned, blsyw.org, to contribute and learn more. Carrie, thank you for your time. Liz, thank you so much for having me. and We really appreciate the opportunity. So you're welcome and thank you right back. It's our pleasure. This has been an Odyssey production. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.